Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of myself and Dave Menzano, Coffee with Coaches, episode number 26. I'm not sure if I said that right in the podcast intro with Dave, but yes, we are on episode number 26. I'm enjoying these. Um, I think there's some must-listens to, actually. Uh, I've just released Lately. That was last week, if you're listening to this and you missed that one. The previous week before was myself and... Natalie Hilden, you should go and give that one a listen if you missed that one. Um, And today, another one of the series of myself and Dave Menzano talking all things diet. Now, today's episode was specifically about supplementation, whether you should supplement your diet, what you should supplement your diet with, and maybe sometimes too much supplementation can be wrong and tells you something about your diet in that it might not be the diet for you. So I thought this was a great episode. Um, maybe a pen and paper at hand if um, if you do supplement or you, if even if you don't supplement and you're thinking of, uh, thinking of adding some supplements to your nutrition, then today's episode will be worth taking some notes down. So have a listen. Again, as always, guys, give me feedback. Let me know. I want these to be get better and better. Um, and I want more and more guests, so if you know anybody that wants to be on the podcast that is Abu Dhabi-based or not, we've obviously got Zoom in these lockdown days, let me know, hit me up, Instagram, on here. And if you're listening to this on Anchor, you can send voice notes. So send me a voice note and I uh, might even uh, slip it into a podcast for you. So yes, another episode of me and Dave talking diet. Enjoy. Guys, how are we doing? Coffee with Coaches, episode number 25, I think it is. Um, I'm here again with Dave Menzano. Dave, how are you doing, mate? Morning, Tim. I'm uh, good. Managed yeah. to get um, first surf session after lockdown yesterday. So, uh, oh, I saw you were surfing. Where was you? Yeah, we drove down to the East Coast yesterday. But, uh, nice. Not, not too bad, but the weather has dramatically changed here. It's Cold last, again? The last couple of days, is, I, I mean, it's been from like mid-twenties to cold. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I was driving and at one stage it was like eight degrees. Oh, really? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, unbelievable, really. But, you know, we're going into the water. Water's about 12 degrees. So uh, it was still like uh, gloves and, uh, and hood and, uh, you know, all the rest. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, I've just got a workout in. I just got some stair climbing mm. done because... It's too hot to run outside here now, <clears throat> obviously. Uh, but stair climbing is really good. I find it quite. Uh, I find it quite, you know, like it's like running, really. You know, just get your head down and do it. You know. Mm. Um, so so do you go up and then uh, you take the lift down, or take the way? lift down. Yeah, it's ah. it's it's ten minutes to get from the bottom to the top of my building, which is like fifty floors, and um, I just did it four times just now. Yeah, which is I'm... like forty-five minutes. I mean, I've been doing uh, fasted cardio uh, every day so far. So I'll, I'll try and walk 45 to 60 minutes if I'm walking. If I'm running, I'll, I'll run 30, 40 yeah. minutes or so. You know, fat burning pace, which means nice and slow. I try to keep the heart rate at, you know, 140 beats per minute. But yeah. uh, I've put a little bit my uh, adductor, so the muscles inside my thigh, you say, surfing. So I was trying to jog this morning, but I couldn't. 
already. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anyway. So, um, we're going to get into supplementation today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I should have um, put up some questions, really. It would have been good to get questions on supplementation. I mean, I'll, I'll try and play like devil's advocate, be the client, and ask any questions that uh, I think uh, clients will ask to you. And then I'll put in my, uh, my, my thoughts on supplementation because I've got a, a few. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't supplement. I'm not a big supplement guy. I don't think you necessarily are either. Not from a traditional, like, uh, you know, pharmaceutical supplement kind of uh, perspective, are you? That's not you, right? I don't think you go down that route much at all. No, Tim. Uh, it, it's a bit of a difficult, really, uh, one for me because now um, graduating in nutrition, hopefully soon. Um, you know, nutritional uh, nutritionists, nutritional therapists they usually use a lot of supplements for the clients. Yeah. So, you know, there is a purpose and for some people it can be beneficial. So first of all, I, I want to begin this uh, today with a disclaimer because supplements, it is a gray area. We, all we're doing here today is just discussing, right? We're not giving people any, any advice to go and buy any, any supplements, but you know, if we can, if people are taking supplements or they're thinking uh, of taking any supplements, hopefully this conversation can help them uh, make the decisions. The reason why uh, I want to put this disclaimer is that if you are taking too many supplements, which can, the only, I don't want to say the only way, but the easiest way to really get too many supplements, uh, getting too many vitamins, should we say, or macronutrients in general, is by supplementing. So, if you are taking some supplements on top of a diet which already is rich in certain micronutrients, it can lead to uh, nasty side effects. Also, some, certain supplements can interact with uh, uh, foods, with uh, medications, so there is that too, right? But, yeah. um, and, 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 and it's a waste of money, right? It, it is a waste of money, but you know, to make an example, yeah. I, uh, um, I think it was already two years ago, uh, as part of, part of, a, of an essay, I had to do a diet analysis of my own diet. So I'm an omnivore, so I eat meat, I eat fish, and I also eat organ meat. That week, Tim, I happened to eat uh, liver. So like vitamin A, iron, all of those macronutrients were really elevated for me because mm. I eat meat, I eat liver, I eat fish, you know, all of these things, you know, vegetables too. So if I'm taking iron supplement, vitamin A supplement, for example, that can tip me off the edge and potentially lead to toxicity, right? Okay. So if you're somebody who's planning to become pregnant or you know, anything like that, so it, 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 can be, it can be a risk. So that, that's why is one thing to mention. However, if you are following a diet where it can be restrictive uh, in certain foods, if you are a, a, a pre-menopausal woman, then there might be the benefits of, of taking some supplements to, to make up for deficiencies. The, the, the one thing, Tim, uh, I think is important to touch on with, with regards to supplements, the reason why I, for myself, I don't really need to supplement all that much, if anything, is because I eat a very varied diet. Right, so I don't want to make this topic uh, controversial. Uh, you know, we're here to help people, but if we're talking about diets in general, 
And we, we spoke about ketogenic diets. We spoke about vegan diets. We spoke about, you know, different types of diets, approaches that people might have. What you find is for me personally, and listen, I am all for people who want to improve their health. So if any diet approach uh, you want to do for improving your health or for any other good reason, I'm, you know, I'm going to applaud you and I'm going to help you with that. But for me personally, if you are doing a diet and then you're going to rely heavily on supplements to make up for deficiencies, then you got to ask the question, is this diet really optimal for me? Exactly. So I'll make, I'll make an example, right? Mm -hmm. If you are doing a keto diet and you got to take a, a whole lot of fiber or other supplements to make up for nutrient deficiencies, such as vitamins, then is that diet really good for you? If you are following uh, a vegan diet and on the same token, you got to take a lot of omega-3s, a lot of uh, vitamin D, a lot of vitamin B, because you otherwise going to fall deficient, is that a optimal diet for you? Yeah, yeah, too, right, yeah. Sure. But um, but anyway, yeah. So on on that on that note, um, so do you want to go through a few supplements that people might be interested? Yeah. So I think uh, I mean you we've we're both you know advocate the health side of things. So let's let's look at health first, and then I think um, we'll get people listening to this who will be interested to see if there's supplements that can improve their training, improve their performance can improve their muscle gain for example we know that that can be slightly aided by supplement in some ways well if it not improved performance then it leads to um, better gains or whatever uh, so let's go down the health route first i reckon yeah okay so first one really tim uh, i looked at is uh, for most people would be a good fish oil yeah so we're not going to recommend brands because obviously <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a tricky one or we don't want to be bringing any, any brands down either. But um, first of all, so fish oil is something that will contain omega-3 fatty acids, which you want to be looking for EPA and DHA, right? So why this is important is because it's, um, it's something that the body cannot produce. So we can only really get it from through diet. Is important for the brain, for the heart. Now, then again, you can look at different studies. There are studies that shows that can uh, be really beneficial to decrease the risk of cardiovascular disease, improve cholesterol. But guys, I'm gonna let you do you know do the science. I don't wanna be here telling you all of that. Unfortunately, with with a lot of studies, there's always you, you can look at any studies and and show that okay, you know this is good for you, and other studies might yeah. not be. Uh, as good for you. I, I've got a good friend who is a doctor. He's done a PhD on uh, omega-3 fatty acids, actually, uh, for sepsis. And he was taking in, like, you know, intravenous, like, 25 grams a day, which is something, you know, really, really, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and it seems to be beneficial for that. But uh, gen generally speaking, you don't need to take that much. Um, we already spoke about um, the importance of omega-3, especially during the vegan episode, because that is something that uh, a vegan diet can fall uh, short of. So you're looking at, uh, normally you'd be looking at two to five grams of fish oil a, a day, which would be two caps. So when it, whenever you buy a supplement, ultimately look at the directions, okay? Yes. Yeah. They, they might vary. And um, yeah, because like I said, a lot of people might not eat fish, Tim, right? I know people who might not be vegan or vegetarians or whatever. They, they, they're omnivores, but they just don't like fish. 
Yeah, I don't okay. eat much fish either, to be yeah. honest. Or they, they might eat fish, but they only have like fish and chips, uh, like a white fish. So it's not going to be all that great either. Or they might just have tuna fish. Then again, it has some omega-3s, but not all that much. So the best source are going to be mackerel, sardines, anchovies. And to minimize toxicity, also like, especially when, when you look at, at, at the brand as well, it's something that is going to have low, lower levels of mercury. So typically you find a smaller fish. So bigger predators accumulate more mercury, they live for longer. Whether smaller fish like sardines, anchovies, those type of fish. So if you find uh, an omega-3 that is made from, from those types of fish or something like wild Alaskan salmon, they tend to have a lower content of, uh, of mercury because that can be a concern for somebody who's planning to become pregnant as well. You don't want to be ingesting a whole lot of, uh, lot of mercury too. So um, it, it is important to do that. And, if you're looking for, for example, another source would be a cod liver oil, but that can also be very high in vitamin uh, D and A. So then again, look at, look at your whole diet. If you're already eating a lot, lot of omega, um, mm. of uh, vitamin A, sorry, you have got to be a little bit careful. But that, that is definitely something that I'd be, I'd be looking to, uh, to purchase if I don't eat enough fish. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's one thing that I supplement. Again, I probably have salmon maybe once a week maybe twice a week um and i don't feel like it's enough you know i i feel good on it i can feel i feel like you know when i have had increased amounts of fish in my diet i've spent time living in places where uh, there has been a big seafood element to my diet and i've felt good on it uh, but here i don't i get like yeah maybe two or three at the very most portions i sometimes have smoked salmon in the morning for breakfast so i do supplement every day well to be honest with you, if you're taking, if you're having fish twice a week, oily fish, that might be sufficient. And that would be yeah. like, a, like a portion of 200 grams of fish, not of, yeah. omega, of omega-3, right? So if you're having like a couple of fillets of salmon, but like we said in the previous episodes as well, it's only in the context of your diet. If you're eating a diet high in inflammatory, high in more omega-6 fatty acids, it's all about balancing that omega-6 to omega-3 out. So if you had fish twice a week, but then the rest of the week, you, you eat a lot of fruit and vegetables, you only have like white types of meat, such as yeah. chicken, which are not, not all that inflammatory, then you might not need a lot. But if you're doing a lot of bacon and sausages, things, things like that, yeah. then you might need to balance out that, that omega-3 to omega-6, okay? Yeah. So the other one that I would say, um, it, it, then again, it is important, um, is a probiotic. Okay. Right. So probiotics, we spoke about these before. The good bacteria that line uh, our digestive tract. And they are very important for, for overall health. Uh, you know, we spoke about last week, even how beneficial bacteria can, can help us lose weight, right? Mm. If you remember, if we have too much compromised bacteria in the gut, that can actually help us to gain weight by harvesting more calories. Uh, so many, many uh, benefits of having good uh, bacteria in your gut. And the way that we get bad bacteria, you know, it can happen, should we say, not you know, so much bad, but uh, uh, if you have more of an imbalance of good and bad, you know, there's many reasons for that. If you've been doing antibiotics for any, any reason, if you eat, then again, a diet high in processed foods. So if, if you eat meats, for instance, that is conventionally grown on corn, um, and the, you know, the cattle have been fed a lot of antibiotics, for example. Now you're going to 
without even what well, because you can say well i've not had antibiotics in years i never had antibiotics but then if you're eating those types of food then you might be having a lot of antibiotics in your food anyway without knowing right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so a- anything like that if you have uh, infections so anything uh, probiotics are very very important then again i don't supplement with probiotics tim but i do try and have them naturally in my diet so i eat uh or should i say i drink kefir daily which are probiotic grains i make myself you can buy them in supermarkets quite easily nowadays i'm not sure where you are tim but in the uk where we are you can buy them in most supermarkets now or you can uh, certainly order those online so you can have them normally you find kefir in milk uh, but you can also find it with the coconut milk uh, or water uh, although it's a bit harder to find but yeah. i make my own grains and um and I, and I just drink that every day. And that is, is good to keep the probiotics in, in your body. You can do like live yogurt. So those, those types of foods can promote good bacteria. Yeah. But then again, if you have been fighting infection, if you have been taking antibiotics, if you, you know, it, if you, uh, should we say, your health is not, uh, it's not 100%, then it might, it might benefit from taking some, uh, some probiotics. And then again, looking for, um, a good brand normally you know cheaper brands tend to be, not be as good they might not have as many strains or no might not have a, as many colony forming units so you look at the the tablets you look at cfu and you want to have a minimum of a billion cfu billion, okay yeah. yeah okay and um then the next one would be vitamin d okay so we spoke about this before a lot of people a lot of people are vitamin D deficient. Yeah. They don't spend enough time outdoors. Or if they do, they, you know, they cover up with, uh, you know, with, with sunscreen and things like that, or with clothing that, uh, you know, that doesn't allow, uh, yeah. the, you know, the, 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 the sun exposure on the skin. And then again, vitamin D can be found in, in foods, uh, more like dairy, so like milk and fish. So if you don't eat fish, then again, you might not be getting enough of vitamin D. So it, it is one of those that I would definitely supplement, especially in the winter team. Yeah. When yeah, we are so. here in the UK. Yeah. Now where you live, you probably don't need that because you can get sun, you know, all year round and you don't need that. You know, don't, you don't need that much really. 15 what, to 20 minutes. Of, yeah, exactly. I was going to ask what how much time outside. Right. But, uh, you're right there and in, in it's not long to sun exposure, even exposure to just being outside in it's bright here, even when it's cloudy. So you, yeah, you know, you, no, are, sure. you, are, um, you know, yeah. you are being exposed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, then again, we're not telling people to get burnt, but no. uh, in, so in Northern latitudes, such as the UK, for instance, studies show that between uh, you can only really get vitamin D from the sun between the Mar- uh, between March and September, October. Okay. So even if even if it's December, it's a nice day. Yeah. And you see in the sun, you might not, you know, it might not get enough. However, the body, you know, if you get enough sun exposure in the summer, so let's say you spend, you know, you do a lot of gardening, you might have a holiday, you spend, you know, time with the top off in the summer, you might accumulate enough to get you by through the winter. But just to make sure, because then again, with all these things, guys, unless you get checked, it or not, right? You can have mm. your vitamin D, like or vitamin B or whatever else tested, right? If you're not sure and iron levels, all, all of these things. But um, uh, 
if you know like i said it might be storing enough but just to be on, on a safe side if you don't live in somewhere warm where there's enough sun then i would take a supplement in the winter maybe not even every day you know mm. two or three times a week i, I do uh you know five uh, milliliters so i have a, like a, like a tincture so i have a couple of drops of those yeah in, in the winter but uh, in the summer i don't really need it because i spend a lot of time outdoors anyway mm. And we and and not to uh, not to sort of say anything that's not been uh, substantiated by evidence and science, but it's uh, we're, for anyone that's listening to this in the future. It's uh, still lockdown, and I saw uh, some uh, some article the other day on high levels of vitamin D being quite preventative towards uh, mm. COVID nineteen, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a long time before we'll know the truth about yeah. that, but. Uh, it, it, you know, it's um, and there's no harm in taking it for. Do you know? Yes, I mean preventative the, measures, right? Absolutely. The, the the reason why you would recommend it to people is because it, it helps to strengthen the immune system. Yeah. So that's one thing. It helps keep calcium in the bones, so it helps absorb calcium in the bones. So that's another reason why it is important. So if you do look for a supplement as well, look for something that is a cholesterol. Unless you're vegan, if you're vegan, you, you gotta go for B uh, for a D two. But yeah. if you if you're omnivore or even vegetarian, then uh, you might you know uh, a D three cholesterol is is best, and maybe a vitamin D that um, yeah vitamin D sorry that also contains uh, vitamin K two, because okay. vitamin K two has been shown to help absorb more of the calcium in the bones as well. Right, cool. so in, in conjunction with, with yeah. vitamin D, and um, yeah, so if you, however, like I said, if you can spend time outdoors 15 to 20 minutes, depending where you live, if, it, if it's really warm, uh, if, it's, uh, if it's not a warm even half an hour, then again, just common sense, right? If you got darker skin, people need to spend a little bit longer. So if you're more like uh, you know, Latin or you know, darker skin like that, then you might need, you require a little bit, a little bit longer. If yep. you're more like, you know, British or Scandinavian, then, you know, 15, 20 minutes should be sufficient. So the other one, uh, Tim, is magnesium. Okay, so magnesium is, is interesting because when we did the vegan episode, uh, some, some, some listeners uh, reached out to me and said, oh, you know, um, even if you eat meat, you might still be deficient of vitamin B or magnesium because of the soil. And, they, and, and, and you know, they had a point because we said in that conversation that if you are eating an omnivore diet, there's no need to supplement, right? Because yeah. if you look at the data, if you're looking at, if now you just do a Google search and look, okay, magnesium in, in beef or vitamin B in beef or whatever, and, and, and you can see how much it contains. But it depends, right? It depends on the soil and all, all of these things. Mm. So... Uh, studies are showing that soil, soils start to be a lot more depleted these days of micronutrients. So you might not, if you eat like say five Brazil nuts now, you might not have as many nutrients as you did, you know, about 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, there's always this this disclaimer from our part as well. We, we're just saying typically and av on, on average, right? Yeah. So you, going back to what we're saying, so yeah, you know, you could still eat... Uh, foods which on paper might contain enough of those micronutrients, but unless you have a test, you don't really know. However, uh, magnesium, it, it is very important because it's, it's vital in hundreds of uh, enzymatic reactions. So pretty much every enzymatic reaction in the body, uh, which including uh, digesting foods, 
um, synthesis of fatty acids, protein digestion, uh, nerve trans transmission, all of these things, uh, magnesium is involved. So for example, if you're talking to somebody who's suffering a little bit from anxiety, restlessness, magnesium might be appropriate. If you're talking mm. to somebody who might be suffering with constipation, magnesium might be appropriate. So you can see how magnesium can serve many, many um, purposes. Then again, you might not be getting enough uh, in your diet. Uh, magnesium also, so it really helps with sleep. So uh, uh, supplements such as Epsom bath, baths, so th those are the salts that you put in a, in a, in a, in a hot bath. Those can be really soothing, relaxing, helping people to get to sleep, you know, yeah. uh, during stressful times. So it is something that I'd be looking at. There, there are different brands, there are different types of magnesiums, which can, be, can get a little uh, complex. For example, cheaper brands like magnesium oxide, they don't tend to be very um, absorbable. So if people buy those brands, I don't want to be saying that they're wasting the money, but <laughs> there's a good chance that they pay, are. Pay, I think pay a little bit more is a good advice for supplements yeah. Over, yeah. overall, right? Yeah, Even, uh, absolutely. You know, even with, I mean, I've had, I, I've not that I'd really class it as a supplement, but even, a, you know, a, a protein supplementation addition to your diet in, in the form of a, a powdered protein or whatever. And I yeah. get clients that they're maybe not that sold on it or they don't, you know, they don't know. And then they buy a cheap one and they don't we'll get, use it. We'll get it to that. We'll, like uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 you know, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely talk about that. But yeah, like I said, you know, something like normally the cheaper brands are like the, the, oxide and that like i said is not very uh, yeah. uh bioavailable then you got like magnesium citrates malates chloride uh, the, all, all of these and they might serve a purpose a different purpose so you get a if you're contemplating getting magnesium look at for example for what you need it do you need it for stress and you might have malates you mm. so you, you look at a different uh, a different types for for your uh, mm. you know to serve that purpose right but normally, then again, it's not one. I don't supplement it. Uh, normally, if you eat enough enough vegetables, enough uh, you know nuts, Brazil nuts, things like that, that you, mm. you, you, you know you should be you should be taking in enough um, just to the diet. So that is four. I've got another one here, which is what you were reaching out to uh, was protein. Now protein. It's, uh, then again, it's food, right? Protein, because often people, they, especially in our environment, uh, in the gym, they will, they will see somebody big, like as in, yeah. you know, muscular, yeah. okay, you know, supplement uh, is protein and, well, it's, it's, it's food. And we spoke about this before. If you, I don't, I've got a, a I've, you know what, Tim, I think that I probably bought my first protein supplement in the 90s, right? As, yeah, a, as, too, as, yeah. a, as a young kid. And by the way, guys, I mean, they didn't taste as good as, as they did now. Anyway, but um, I have him. I still have him in my kitchen, but I, I can't remember the last time I had it, to be honest. Because no, I, I eat a, a lot of, uh, you know, I want to say a lot, but I eat meat, I eat fish, I eat uh, eggs, uh, I have, uh, you know, yogurts on a, on a daily basis, I have nuts on a daily basis. So, I think what that sort I, of um, what sort of range are you looking for in pro? I know we've talked about it before, but what yeah. sort of uh, in your from a body weight uh, to to grams per, of protein yeah. per day ratio are you looking at, Dave? What do you yeah. recommend? Yeah, so that's what we I was gonna get to. Uh, we spoke about this before. So 
normally the RDA are, and when we're looking at all of these things, the, this advice, this, this is the minimal dose. When people look at these DRV or RDAs, they depend on where you are. You'll, you'll have different ways of measuring how, how much nutrients you need for your body. Those yeah. are not to thrive. Okay, guys, those are just making sure that you're not deficient. Okay. Yeah. So the common advice typically for protein would be 0.6 grams per kilogram of body weight. Okay. That's to survive, right? Like That's to survive. To, exactly. exactly. Now, if you're somebody who's growing, who's wants to gain muscle, who does a physical job or is very active, then that might not be all that much. It might not be mm. enough really. Okay. So, however, in contrast, you don't need to take five grams either because you might not be able to, uh, per kilo of body weight, right? You, mm -hmm. you might not be able to assimilate it. Uh, th then again, another important point, uh, Tim, is, and I've done this before, where I was taking in far too much protein, far too much protein. So it's definitely exceeding. So what we would recommend in, uh, in, in gyms generally for active population would be between one to two grams per kilogram of body weight. Yeah. 1.7 tends to be really... The, I've looked at studies where they, they measured on athletes, and that tends to be really the, the, what, what you needed is, was 1.7 grams per kilogram of body weight. Anything above that wasn't really going to be uh, of any additional benefits. Yeah, but, just to but, clarify to people, that, that's your body weight times by 1.7. Yeah. So let's, for the numbers sake, let's say it's 1.5 is an is kind of easier number to work with. And I'm 80 kilos. That would be a uh, 120, <laughs> 120, yeah, 120, 120 grams, grams. 120 grams of um, protein per day. And I'll add another common error I've, I've come across in my years is that that is not that does not mean 120 gram chicken breast. No, so we've said, for, it, we've said this before, right? But um, yeah, in a hundred in a hundred and in a 200 grams worth of chicken breast, you might be getting what they're 25, 30 grams of protein, maybe a bit more. So, I, I, you know, I would have to look at each each food. Um, yeah, we don't need to do that. But what but, I just need to, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, just because yeah. A, just because chicken breast is known as protein, it yeah. doesn't mean that that all of it is protein. In fact. I, it's much closer to like just a fraction of it. Right? Yeah, then it depends a lot on on, on your body, how you, uh, you know how much you can assimilate. So we are different on on your digestive enzymes. So do, do you have enough pepsin, for example, which is a, an enzyme that is required mm. to to digest protein? But normally you say that um, an egg tends to be six grams. So if you think about that, normally the advice would be not to exceed thirty grams per meal because more than thirty grams per meal, your body might not be able to. Um, to metabolize it, to digest it, and this, this but it is does pull the, in the body, right, Dave? It does. It does. It is not a waste if you take on any. No, no. But what happens is, so what can happen is, Tim, and this is what I was gonna say. I I was overdoing protein, especially when I was doing, uh, you know, very low carbohydrate diet. Mm. As I said, protein is satiating and all the rest. And um, what I was doing, I was then getting my body to be more adapted to use protein for fuel compared to carbohydrates or fats, which really, if you think about it, Tim, is not very efficient, effective. Not optimal. So it's not optimal. Very good for performance, yeah. And it's expensive, right? Because it's a very expensive. <laughs> and what I was going to say to you is, and, and this I noticed when I was doing that, uh, that I, I was tracking all my macronutrients, et cetera, because I could really tell I was eating a lot of, lot of protein when I was calculating it. Amino acids and all that. And my top, I'm a person that sweats a lot. It stank 
yeah. okay, a stank of urea, so yeah. of protein waste, if that makes sense. Because what was happening uh, was actually getting my body to use protein as fuel, mm. okay? And I could, it, that was definitely coming out in a sweat. So that mm. is a really, really... So if you put your, t- your top in the washing after a heavy workout and it smells of ammonia, chances are you, you are spilling out. Yeah, you, you know, okay, okay. But yeah, to, to, to your point, yeah, if you're having a fillet of chicken in, in any way, it's 100 grams. It's not 100 grams of, of protein. You might be just getting like 20 grams or something like that from that, exactly. right? But um, so then again, so if you, if you for, the reason I got it to me is this. I have it for convenience. So if I know I'm going to be out the whole day, I'm going to be busy at work, and I'm going to squeeze in a, a weight training workout uh, in between my, my work day, and I don't really have enough time to eat food, a protein powder can be a convenient way, mm. okay, to, you know, to make sure that I have enough, uh, enough food with me in that day. It can be also a way to flavor your food. So, for example, if you're not having enough uh, protein in your diet and you're having oatmeal for breakfast, a scoop of whey protein, it can be a good way to add some protein to your, to your meal and also give it a little bit of flavor, yep. right? It can also be, I think it might be beneficial for somebody who's transitioning and, uh, you know, they're cutting back on sweet foods and it can be a little bit of a, of a snack as well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be better to have a, a protein shake, even if it's chocolate flavor than, than a Mars bar, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, for convenience, it's good. So if you're on the road, like I said, if you don't have really time to eat and you, and you want to do a workout or pre-workout just to give you a bit of energy. But otherwise, if you're eating enough food in your diet and you're not going to plan to become a competitive bodybuilder or anything like that, yeah. I don't really think that there is all, all, all that much. No. However, if you do uh, want to try protein powder, if you're not having enough protein in your diet, I would go for something like a whey protein, whey protein powder. And then again, go for something that it doesn't really have too much uh, sugar in it. Uh, look for some, a brand that's been on the market for, for, for you know for quite some time. There is, you know, it is reputable, so good brand. And um, you know, some brands might have you know uh, also amino acid, all the essential amino acids, the vitamin, you know, vitamins, minerals, and some of them might also contain pre- uh, probiotics. Now, if you are vegan. Or you want to have a, a vegan protein then uh, look for hemp pea or soy yeah. i've tried those tim i think I, I remember you bought some hemp as well uh, yeah, when we were together protein, once yeah. Uh, yeah. they don't take they don't taste fantastic so the, the way that i could uh, i could drink my my pea protein i had to add the uh, you know like like some peanut butter you know some coconut milk yeah and i blended it like that and you know it wasn't that bad then <laughs> but on its yeah. own <laughs> That, that don't taste fantastic, right? <laughs> no, they're more like, um, they're, well, the, the hemp was more like a greens juice almost than, a, than what we know as a protein, right? In fact, I think I used to have it with grapefruit juice because it didn't flavor, it didn't taste of anything. So I yeah. just put it in. I mean, it doesn't, it... doesn't make anything, it doesn't make things creamy like, uh, like we know of protein. It, it, you know, the proteins I have up here, I've got two and they're both, um, you know, they, they'd go well with oat milk or 
almond milk or yeah. something because they're quite creamy. But the hemp was wouldn't you would not put it with milk. I don't yeah. think really. It was I, I mean, I, I normally have mine with 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 water when I have them. To be honest, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I don't really uh, advocate that much. They, they, you know, milk for people, but coconut milk, uh, almond milk, you know, things like that might be fine. So uh, I, I mentioned um, in in the, in the protein also like amino acids, uh, branch chain amino acids. Then again, with those, uh, we we synthesize we synthesize them in a the body, but some of them we can only get through diets. So mm -hmm. if you are, uh, and mostly from from meat sources. So then again, if you have a, a omnivore diet, so you eat meat and fish and eggs, you should be covered. However, yeah. if you are more vegan, so vegetarians. To be honest with you, vegetarians is is a little easier to do. Right, I know we're not talking about this, but vegetarian, if you're eating you know, vegetables, grains, legumes, and then you're doing a little bit of, little bit of, uh, of dairy, you're doing some eggs, then you should be covered, right? But for vegans, it's a lot harder, okay? Because some of the amino acids, you know, they're not going to be available in foods, in, in vegan foods, in plant foods. So you might need to supplement. And if you have a protein powder uh, that is vegan, then you might be uh, deficient in some of those. So you might need to supplement, especially if you, if you want to build some muscle with yeah. some brown chain amino acid, just do like a, like a powder or capsules. However, the next one really that I was going to talk about was creatine. Now, I've, then again, creatine is something on and off I've had for years. Me too, yeah. Some people say that you got to be a respondent. Some people respond from, you know, from creatine and they get, you know, muscular or, or more, or more weights yeah. or more, you know, or stronger. I've not really noticed that much of a difference uh, myself, so I don't know if I'm not um, a, a good responder with that. But um, they normally, uh, so creatine again, is something that uh, the body produces in the liver, okay? So, and normally in the fitness world, so in gyms, in, in, in performance, uh, you'd, you'd recommend creatine to give you that extra boost in strength or power right mm. it's part of the atp of the energy system and that's what it is so the benefit of doing that if you're especially if you're competitive i think it might be a benefit but let's say you uh, you're crossfit athletes for instance taking that creatine it might help you to get that extra repetition in okay it's not i wouldn't necessarily take it so much for weight gain although it can join some water you might get a little bit of a little bit of a weight gain from uh, from taking the, the creatine but it's mostly for performance right so if you're a sprinter it might give you that extra step that extra second yeah normally after eight to ten seconds you start to deplete that energy system and that creatine is part of the creatine phosphate it just gives you that extra two seconds or, or so, yeah. so of energy right so that's why you can get that extra rep However, it can, it, can, it can help promote lean muscle. Then again, if you can do an extra rep, then you could argue that. It could, it's coming know. from the performance rather than yeah. from the, uh, yeah. you know, there's no yeah. magic happening in the muscle. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, normally supplements, you take it in five grams a day. The, the reason why supplements might be beneficial for creatine is that uh, it's, you can get it, you get it in food, animal products are better than again, but to get those five grams, you get to eat a lot of beef and fish. Because mm. normally one pound of beef or fish only cont contains one to two grams of creatine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. if you want to so achieve that, you're going to eat, let's say two and a half pounds. 
which is like <laughs> what one and a half kilos or so, right? Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. is it is quite a lot. And yeah. also in terms of cost effective, yeah. are they going to digest all of that meat, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Creatines so, are, are really yeah. like you know bang for your buck like it's for your you know yeah, it's very absolutely. it's very cheap for 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 what you get in return from it it's not one of these you know uh crazy uh you know then we're not selling anything that's it's yeah. tried and tested isn't it it's been here for a long while it's not going anywhere it must be effective yeah you know there's also studies that show it can be beneficial for blood pressure and things like that oh, yeah uh, you know other, other things as well but so normally um the body has 120 grams of creatine stored in the, in the, in the body right but we typically lose two or three grams daily uh, through our metabolism in the urine. Mm-hmm. But the body typically can can resynthesize that in the liver, so you make up for that for that for that loss. So um, I remember years ago, especially when I was first buying this creatine, like going back 15 years ago, uh, the advice was that when you bought creatine, you had to load it. You had to take you know 20 grams a day. Remember, like five five yeah. grams a day. You know. Yeah. There's no really scientific proof of that. Yeah. That most likely comes from the manufacturers, from the, from the brands, because they want to sell more, right? Exactly. So if you do supplement it, maybe just like take a scoop uh, before yeah. workout might be a good idea. And ideally not with coffee, because coffee might uh, interact a little bit with the absorption. Instead, you want to have it with, uh, with some carbohydrates. So you have it like with a, a bit of juice or, yeah. or, or, or things like that, right? And um, if you're vegan, then again, go for powder. Might be better than the capsule just because the capsule might not be vegan. Yeah. And go for like a creatine monohydrate. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. The, 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 the one thing, Tim, uh, that I, I, I was going to be just uh, touching on real quick was actually the um, fat burners. Okay. Now, I don't know. Um, fat, fat burners is something that I've never really, actually, I never bought. But I've taken them. Uh, I remember once we was doing one of those um, men's health runs. Do you know here in the UK? Oh, yeah. we, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, you know, it's like running and going to the freezing cold river because it was like yeah. October. We, but it, it, we, I remember, it, yeah. it was yeah. already winter here. So it's like, you know, like two degrees. And I'm like, Jesus. Anyway, climbing and all that. And uh, one of our colleagues that you know as well, he, uh, he was big on them. And he had a sachet and he said, oh, I drink that man, my heart was racing and, and yeah. I'm not suited for that type of stuff, right? Because yeah. like I said, I'm already hyperactive. I got to be careful not to overdo the coffee because I'll get palpitation on that already. So, but uh, people do take those, uh, those uh, supplements for, for weight loss. Normally uh, pre-workouts or fat burners that contain, uh, you know, caffeine in high amounts. Mm. Normally you're looking at you know, uh, uh, even in excess of like 400 uh, milligrams, which is the equivalent of four cups. But, you know, some might yeah. even contain more, more of that. They might have yeah. other, other herbs that also enhance all, all of that. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, the studies do show that it can elevate your resting metabolic rates. Mm. Right? So you're burning more calories uh, just of rest. Mm. Uh, it can promote lipolysis, which is the breaking down of fat. So breaking down your fat stores, and then you can, you know, uh, use models to, to, to fuel your energy. And uh, so, yeah, you know, the elevated metabolism, they, they promote fat burning. However, they do re- all of these processes, they will elevate epinephrine or adrenaline, whatever yeah. you, 
depending if you're in America yeah. or, or, or in Europe. And um, I don't really think uh, that is very, very beneficial, in my opinion, because it yeah, might, I mean, it might, you know, no, it's not. I think it's dangerous, first of all. Yeah. And also, if you think about it, yes, it, metabol- it mobilizes cortisol, but, and it might, there might be, you know, the, the times where it might be okay. But if you're doing those all the time, and then you are, we already said that when you're working out, you're going to secrete more cortisol anyway, because ultimately exercise is, is, is a stress. Well, it can be good yeah. stress, so it is a stress, right? The, the body, remember guys, the body doesn't know you bench pressing because you want a bigger, bigger pecs. The, the, you know, the body just thinks, hey, here's a way it wants to crush me. I got to lift it. Yeah. If you're running, doesn't think, oh, you're running because you want to, you know, you know burn fat you're just running you know because exactly. i don't know you're running away from a predator or you know whatever you're chasing something right but if you're already doing a lot of uh, caffeine and these herbs whatever it might be before a workout it's going to really really secrete a lot of cortisol and then that especially if you're somebody who wants to you know build muscle it can actually be counterproductive because you can actually chew your muscle of course with too much uh, through too much cortisol yeah yeah, you know, the, when people are really looking at adding on size and they're not too fussed maybe about body composition, they, they try and move as as little as possible, right? You don't want yeah. to um, uh, excrete energy for no reason. You want to use it for lifting, to tear down muscle fibers, to, and ultimately to, to build more muscle, not not for any other reason, really. Um, I mean, have you got any other supplements to go over? I wanted to add on something at the end that's a no, bit... No, no, no. I mean, those are the ones I think that the people mostly uh, yeah. are looking at. One thing that I think is worth talking about with uh, supplementation is that there's a large element of, I, I think with, well, I know that of, of working with clients that when you all of a sudden start to invest in supplements that might cost, you know, 50 quid a month or whatever, your adherence to the gym improves, right? You all of a sudden start you know, you take your pre-workout, you, you work harder, not just because you've taken the pre-workout, but because you don't want to waste this money you've spent on the pre-workout, you know, everything accumulates towards a, a greater, um, a, a great, a, a more healthy lifestyle in all. So just because, you know, you've, you might have a cupboard with your fish oils in and your, um, you know, your, your, your magnesium in or whatever you're taking, it improves your entire health perspective and the results a lot of the results can be coming from improved adherence to everything as a whole and not just that one tiny supplement that might be doing great things for your body but your habits have improved overall you know yeah no no i always think those things are worth mentioning like you know people who are definitely with things like pre pre-workouts and fat burners you know i remember i used to take one called uh, jack 3d do you remember that it got banned um, a few years ago, I can't pretty, remember that particular. Pretty, one, it was pretty drastic, and I, I remember taking it, and it was strong, like it was strong. But the other, the other element of it was, I was pumped, you know, to go to the gym anyway. I was buzzing, so I was, on, I was on this new supplement that was all of it, all the rage, all of a sudden, and you know. So I think that the habitual side of all these things is always worth mentioning. Is that, yeah, you know, the results of certain supplements can't be down to just the certain supplement you've got to look at the other things that it changes in your lifestyle yeah no but you know you're right i mean then again if, if it's something that's going to be beneficial for you uh, and it makes you feel better you know by all means go with it you know uh, yeah. we didn't say um the obvious one would have been a good multivitamin so mm. instead of buying the individual ones if you feel that you, you might fall short of several or if you're not sure if you don't mm. 
because of lust or whatever, you don't feel like you eat enough fruit and veg, for example, whatever else, then you might just buy a, a good multivitamins that contains uh, pretty much all the essential vitamins and minerals, right? Mm. Um, you know, I've seen people also taking, um, like, I want to say like meal replacements, but there, there are some, some, some supplements that people are taking these days um, to detox, uh, you know, to get more into ketosis or all, all, all of these things. And then again, if it promotes a healthy um, habits and, you know, because you're taking the supplements, then it makes you eat healthier, or et cetera, exactly. then, you know, then, then go with it. But yeah. my, my point on that team at the end of the day, if you eat a good diet, a good balanced diet, and and uh, you know you're otherwise healthy, you probably mm. don't, don't really need that many um, that many. In in contrast, sorry to to the uh, to the the stimulation of uh, pre workout If you are somebody who's very much uh, stressed out because of lifestyle, because of work, or whatever reason, then you might also look look at uh, adaptogenic herbs to actually bring your cortisol um, yeah either down or Basically, adaptogens, the herbs such as ashwagandha, radiola. So if you have tr difficulties sleep or relaxing or you know, anything like that, what they can do, they can help stabilize cortisol because cortisol needs to be high, elevated in the morning when you wake up. So you're ready to go to work or you know, do whatever you got to do. And then it should be lower at night when you're resting. Mm. And adaptogenic herbs, they can help balance the cortisol if you for example wake up at two o'clock in the morning typical example and your brain is racing you fidgeting whatever it might be an indication that your cortisol is out of balance and it's elevated at night when it should be low and then it might be low in the morning when you have mm. to get up and ready to mm. you know to go to work mm. so that's yeah. something uh, something else mentioning as well cool i think we've covered uh loads of stuff there i think that's worth uh yeah, everyone having a listen to and um, and I, I think yeah no it's been good because there'll be ailments there that we've mentioned and people will be like oh I, you know I suffer from that and then they can look deeper into the supplements that we've recommended that they yeah. use to, uh, yeah right so, guys that's been a good episode you got anything else to add mate yeah no I, th I think maybe uh, for, for next week what we could look at is um, we could add a look at what foods actually we should be taking to uh, to meet all the requirements or even we could we could touch on a, a little bit more of the importance of actually a balanced lifestyle, stress and sleep, and how these can can affect. Uh, yeah, you wanted to go over sleep for sure, didn't you? Yeah, cool. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll hit them next week. All right, mate. Um, stay on the line. Yeah, uh, Thank guys, you guys. Another episode with uh, coffee with coaches. We're done. Nice speaking to you. Share this. Ask me any questions online. Ask Dave any questions online. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.